Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. The Santa Clauses are coming to Chicago. (laughs) Good afternoon. Ah. Good evening. Good morning. Whenever you're listening and welcome in to the Beers and Ears podcast, my friends. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. It is our last episode of the year 2022. It is crazy. So just before we hit the record button, Matt and I were looking at what 2023 can can look like as far as our new episodes. We'll be out of the holidays. We'll be entering, believe it or not, our third year of doing this in March. So we have got some fun stuff planned. We're not going to spill the beans just yet. But as Matt said, it is our last episode of 2022. If you're listening to this on release day, it is Tuesday, December 20th or anytime thereafter, um, we are going to be taking two weeks off, uh, namely because we record on Saturdays and Sundays. And since those happen to be Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and we'd like to spend that time with our friends and our families and all that stuff. Um, the next time that you will hear from us, um, we're going to be recording on, on the 7th of January. So the next time you'll hear from us is actually going to be on uh, January 10th. So um, a little bit of time off. So I uh, don't miss that. You can go back and check out our library of content for sure. Uh, visit sorcerernetwork.com and check it all out by category. But last episode of the season, what are we talking about today, Matt? Well, we are talking um, the Santa Clauses. Um, we're talking a Disney Plus original series, a nice six-episode miniseries. Uh, the Santa Clauses, of course, being the, I would say, kind of uh, you know putting a bow on the Santa Claus universe. Yeah, um, we reviewed the Santa Clauses yeah. um, a while back. You can actually go back into our, our library, again, sorcererenetwork.com. I'm actually going there right now to look up the exact date that we reviewed this. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I will tell you in just a moment. Let's see here. And, and yeah, we Claus talked about trilogy. all three of the movies. Yeah. I want to say that well, was last holiday. No, it was two holidays ago. It was December. Two holidays ago. December 1st, 2020, we, we did a review of the entire Santa Claus trilogy. Um, and, and we've had conversations since then, Matt, about just how this has fit so perfectly into the iconography, the the legendary status of Christmas movies and how difficult. We even had this conversation last week with the Guardians movie, um, how difficult it is for a movie or a series or something to to go into the the status of i want to watch this every year at christmas but the santa claus trilogy um especially the first movie and probably the second movie fit in that category i know the i know the third movie is uh uh uh, even the series i don't think got into like i think they kind of like forgot about what happened to the third movie a little bit but at least the first and second movie were part of it it feels a little bit bit like what happened with shrek where shrek one and two great Shrek three horrible. <laughs> Shrek the fourth really bad, really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three three was a little rough with Shrek. One and two were great. Four was pretty good. Which one was the one that had the kids? I can't remember. Was that three? Yeah, that was three. Okay, then four. Yeah, it, it definitely came back around for sure. And you know, I'm the sequel junkie. So no, they announced this in January of this year, January 2022, that they were making a limited series. Uh, Tim Allen, um, what was set to return alongside um, Elizabeth Mitchell as Mrs. Claus. Um, and right off the bat, 
questions about, okay, like, where's this going? Who's coming back? Is Eric Lloyd coming back? You know, um, is, is Scott's original wife and, and Neil coming back? You know, all these different things is where's Bernard been? Cause he was absolutely absent from the third movie, which was weird. Um, but so there were definitely a lot of questions, but there was a lot of interest because again, the Santa Claus trilogy, or at least the first two are beloved by so many. I mean, I'm 39. This movie came out in 94. I was 11 years old. I actually would probably have been just a little over the target demographic, but because of my love for Christmas, it was perfect. You were probably the target demographic for this, or maybe a little bit, a little bit older than you. Yeah. I mean, I, this, this is a movie that I, I, I remember watching a lot. Like it was always on TV, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I grew up in the age of that, you know, ABC, wonderful world of Disney, Michael Eisner, yep. Yep. you know, the hello, 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 I'm Michael <laughs> hello, Eisner. I'm Michael Eisner. Hello. <laughs> um, there's a compilation on, uh, you can, you yes, can search yes. Michael Eisner, hello compilation, um, which is really great. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, this was, this was around Christmas time. This, this was, what you watch, especially because in that nineties period, I mean, Tim Allen is a huge star. He's a God. I mean, he's a God. He's, I mean, Tim home improvement. Um, I want to say if that was 94, I don't know when home improvement exactly started, but it, it was, it was probably a year or two before that or close to it. It was right in that period. So yeah, and and he was yeah, known was for ninety one to ninety nine. So it's okay. Right thank you. So smack dab, and that was when they were finding their 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 their, their horsepower, pun intended. Um, being from Detroit, you know, Tim Allen was from Detroit, so we all know, know him from there. But that movie, and I know we talk about this, and again, you can go back and listen to our our review then. Again, that's a an annual tradition for me in my house when I'm putting my Christmas decorations up, and every year, every year, no matter what I'm doing. Uh, when I'm putting my Christmas decorations up, the scene in the original movie where they get to the North Pole and the elf comes out and puts the code into the North Pole and they start to descend into the actual workshop and all the elves are dancing around and you have that wonder, you know, that music and you got Bernard kind of walking around. That scene every year, I stop and I stand in front of my TV and I, I bawl like a baby because it's just, it's that innocent magic of Christmas and the way Charlie is. So when this got announced, I, I I was genuinely happy, like, oh, I'm so glad. And then the more I heard about it, the more excited I got about it, because I knew they were going to be diving deep into the lore of this whole, like, we didn't get a lot of backstory with the movies. The movies just were. So to be able to get some of that backstory about how this all came into being and knowing they were going to go into that made me very excited. Yes, this is, I mean, really an MCU level type of explanation that uh, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I will say I am a fan of this six episode series type thing, and this is before you know streaming services were a thing. You know, d- networks would do this all the time. Like, here's a mini series. Yeah, and I I, I really enjoy this because it's it's a little bit longer than a movie, mm-hmm. so it gives you a little bit more space. But it also like a, is not... It's like a movie in three quarters is kind of yeah. what we got out of this. Is with this Because some of these six episode arcs, like the ones from Marvel, they're an hour, 45 minutes to an hour long, where this was straight up 29, 30 minutes for every episode. So you had basically three hours of content, which is like in a movie and a half, movie to three quarters, depending on the length of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a nice 
a nice feel. And now, if you are now going back and watching, you know, all of the Santa Claus stuff, it doesn't add that much more onto it. And you can break it breaks up nicely into pieces. Yeah. Now, it really does. And I, we said this at the beginning. It does make you wonder, though, because there is and we're going to kind of get into some of the story here in a minute, but they don't reference any of the stuff from three at all. They, they don't like they even when they're talking the clauses, they're talking the Santa Claus and the Mrs. Claus. They don't reference the escape clause at all in this, this six episodes. So it, it's almost like the, the, the third movie is kind of on its own, because the one thing that was really interesting is that this particular series did have some of the themes from the third movie, which was he didn't necessarily want to be Santa Claus anymore. He wanted to kind of get out of it, you know? So like that was kind of interesting. They went down that path. It, it very much felt like this was like a, Hey guys, this is really three. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, kind of, like, well, don't and, worry and, about that one. <laughs> so as I was doing some research, I did come across a quote from, um, from Tim Allen here. Uh, let me see here. So according to Allen, um, when they were planning this, it originally had a lot of otherworldly characters and ghosts and goblins. I said, no, this is Christmas. It's Christmas. It is literally a religious holiday. We don't have to blow trumpets, but I do want you to acknowledge it. That's what this is all about. If you want to get into Santa Claus, you're going to have to go to the backstory, and it is about religion. See, I think the third movie had a lot of that otherworldly characters i mean I, granted the second movie introduced like mother nature and and the tooth fairy and and you know uh cupid and all that stuff but the third movie then you got jack frost and it became this really weird just really weird weird movie i mean it just it it, it felt like number three was a money grab let's be honest yeah. is, is really what it felt like two felt like a sincere sequel three felt like a money grab yeah clearly this is not a money grab because they're <laughs> doing it on on disney plus yeah. But it is fulfilling the wishes of fans of of kind of what Scott Calvin been up to for the last 30 years, basically, you know, <laughs> like that's basically where we're at, like what's going on for the last 28 years and and and, you know, whatever happened to the kid and apparently he's got two kids and you know whatever happened to Charlie. Um, and so they, I think they did a pretty good job of of doing that. So we, why don't we get into some of the specifics now, Matt? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, this kind of picks up where, like you said, um, Scott Calvin is kind of wanting to get out of the Santa Claus game, but kind of the the uh, there's two tracks here, and the other one is that there's a noticing of like less Christmas cheer, so to speak. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. Fewer it, kids it, I, are. Sorry. Go ahead. No. <laughs> finish, please. So, you know, fewer kids are wanting gifts, you know, other, other things like that. And so, um, you know, then this kind of goes into the next clause, which is the, uh, the six, su- su- gonna, I can't, I can't the say succession clause. This, I can't say a word with this many. <laughs> yes. Answers. Yes. The succession clause and kind of starts this finding the next Santa Claus, but also diving into the, I think my favorite thing is uh, the title of episode five was, I haven't pulled up here across the Yule verse, which yes, I'm, yes. I'm in. I, um, I knew you would be, I knew you would be. Well, okay. So even before we get there, like let, let's kind of pull it back for just a little bit. Right. So when we last leave, um, when we last leave them again, keeping three out of it, they've got buddy claws, right? They've got, they've got 
Calvin. His name's Calvin, um, who's born. And they even make fun of that. Wait, your name's Calvin Calvin? Well, it's actually Calvin Claus, but yeah. Right. So you got Buddy who's born, and you don't even know the daughter's born at this point, right? And 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 Mrs. Claus, uh, uh Carol, you know, she's she's kind of feeling like and it's how do I want to put this? It's you can definitely feel that this is a a, a series that is made in the 2000s because it's got a lot of the th- thematic stuff like i don't know if a movie like the santa claus could be made in today's world like the, the way it the, was made the, before i don't think it could well, be made now there was an innocence about it and especially the second one the whole plot line of like i need to convince a woman to fall in love with me in yeah. three days is just kind of one that just doesn't play as well now well, and the idea of Mrs. Claus in general just doesn't play as well now as, you know, she's second fiddle to her husband and all that stuff. It's just, you know, the world has become much more aware of those types of tropes. So I think the creators right off the bat knew that they would be taking on, I don't know, a little bit of wokeness, I, I think. Let's be honest. Let's call it for what it is that they're taking on a little bit of wokeness with this. And what's really funny is that Tim Allen you know, he's, he's a pretty conservative guy. He's, he's kind of a fan of, I think he's a Republican and all that stuff. Again, not really matters here from a political perspective, but he's a great actor. He's a great guy, but I think there's some good balance with this particular, like they poke fun a little bit. Did you hear the, um, did you hear the, 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 the gripes about the, we love Satan part? Oh no. So remember the part, I think it was episode two where the elves, when they're getting ready to leave and, um, the elves are trying to spell out we love santa but they 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 spell out we love satan well apparently some people got their knickers in a twist and were like this is disney trying to to tell the kids to love satan and everything and so like no matter no matter i, I think what it is and is you like, know what it worked all uh, you know everyone's yes, worshiping satan yes. now well no I, I just in my mind like I, it's crazy i read that it's like you've got to be kidding me <sighs> my, my point is is i think any kind of movie maker any kind of creator any kind of director at this point who's going to take on the um, mantle of trying to create something. This is the environment you got to create it and just kind of got to laugh it off a little bit. So what I was trying to say is this. So you're right. You've got, you've got the plot twist or you got the plot down now, you know, uh, Scott's kind of want to get out of it. He's feeling tired. He wants to give it to the next guy, but that right there is where kind of like the first kind of revelation we kind of learn in the Yuleverse episode comes from, which is he's really the first human to have this role. And that the the idea of a Santa Claus, they have always, they've been these like erythrial, I think that's how you say that, um, elements or spirits that have done it. And then they decided to try to give it to a human because they, because even when the Santa Claus that fell off of Scott's roof in 1994, they re- even realized at that point how much complicate, more complicated Christmas was getting. And they figured who better to, solve the problem than a human being which in this case was scott kelvin and they go into this past where scott was a little boy and even at that point as a little boy he was care he was he was caring and making sure that his family was taken care of i think it was his sister or something like that yeah yeah um got a christmas gift and that's why they had their eye on him all along I, I like that aspect of it where it wasn't just like because the, the 1994 film does kind of give you like this out of the blue kind of dumb luck that he mm-hmm. he stumbles into this santa role exactly whereas to to give like a no 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 the the character is is there this guy was didn't just accidentally fall into this he 
he he had the qualities of this of this idea of Santa Claus uh, before, you know, long, when he was a kid. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed the, the family dynamics. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed the idea of, um, updating some of the things like, um, you know, the improved delivery system with drones. I thought that was honestly like a kind of a clever joke because that's Mm -hmm. kind of been like the whole Amazon thing of like, Mm -hmm. we're going to have drones to your house. Like I, I I enjoyed how they updated it. Cause if you do watch the 1994 version, it's very 1994. It is because it's a product of its time. And you're right. Again, I think part of the, what made this movie good or this series good. And part of the, the, I think the interest in it is how has, santa adapted in the age of and again getting everything now christmas every day right getting everything now how you can i can go on my phone right now and order something from the amazon app and depending on what it is i could get it in a couple of hours like like that that's crazy like that's absolutely insane so in a world where you're able to get whatever you want whenever you want however you want how does the idea of this old tradition of christmas gifts play right and i think Every generation, ours included, every generation, even the generation that was kind of in control during the 1990 movie, has had that thought of, well, Christmas is just not the way it used to be. Yeah. What, what, I mean, honestly, what does Christmas the way it used to be really mean? It means the way you remember it when you were at your most innocent, when you were at your most vulnerable, when you were a child, right? Yeah, That's how you remember Christmas. Because, yeah, I mean, okay, I am a huge Christmas fan, but yeah, Christmas is different. Now than when I was a kid, because I have to work up until Christmas Eve. Like I don't get the, oh, I'm off of school and this is so great. And, and, and Christmas morning. And, you know, I've got to, I've got to get all the presents and wrap them all. And I've got to go through all the scheduling of all the holiday parties. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, like it, it, it is different. And, um, are there things about, Christmas in the past that I, I wish we could recapture. Sure. But you know, we were, we talked about this a little bit on, I'm going to synergize a lot on this episode. We talked about this with discontinued on display with some of our discontinued holiday tradition. We did a whole episode on Marshall fields and talked about how, I mean, that was the place to go, you know, where, and, and I think there's, there's, I started listening. I started listening to that episode, by the way, I didn't listen all the way through, but I got to ask you, did you mention Hudson's at all? I don't think we did Hudson's at all because, because that's in Detroit. It wasn't Marshall fields. That's the thing is, I don't know if you remember, how old are you again? I am 32, right? Okay. So you might remember. So, so, okay. So I'm 39. I'm going to be 40 in, 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 um, in 2023. It wasn't Marshall fields in Detroit. It was Hudson's. It was the JL Hudson's company in the, in the Michigan area. And then Marshall Fields bought Hudson's. I want to say it was probably late nineties. So Marshall Fields this. is a Chic is a Chicago tradition. And, and, and I think it's like West of the Mississippi tradition, but for like for us here in, 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 if you're from Detroit, it wasn't, yeah. Mar- it wasn't Marshall Fields. It was, it was Hudson's. And then Marshall Fields got bought out by Macy's. 
Yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. you talked about that. But anyway, continue your thought. I know you were talking about. It. I just I was like, yeah, yeah. Can I mention Hudson's at all? Because Hudson, yeah, I, 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 that you just unlocked that because I now I absolutely <laughs> remember this. Yes, like, I, there was a Hudson's in Flint. Like I, I totally remember this. Okay, uh-huh. wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a part of I think that some people are like, oh, I wish we'd get back to that where, you know, I went to Marshall Fields and I had mm-hmm. and I did all this stuff and here's what it was and all the windows and uh, and that just. And that just isn't what it is anymore. Well, I, and I, I think, like I said, it has a lot to do with how how you grew up experiencing Christmas. My family is is probably one of the biggest Christmas families uh, that I of people that I know, and I attribute all of that to my grandma, Grandma Wooly. She one hundred percent was as Christmas focused as can be. But her vision of what Christmas was and the and the kind of how she carried that into her children and the way her children carried it with has been with us, it's very 1940s type Christmas. It's it's what I like to call the gold standard of Christmas. I mean, the 1940s is really when like this idea of Santa Claus in his current incarnation really started to kind of focus really the Coca-Cola Santa had a huge impact on that. Right. And if you think about visions of who Santa Claus is, it was that Coca-Cola Santa for decades until, and I would argue until Tim Allen became Santa Claus, I would argue that our generation millennials, when they think about who Santa Claus looks like, a lot of them picture Tim Allen's face as Santa Claus. And I think what we're looking at now, here we are 30 years later, what we're looking at right now is that Disney was looking for a way to kind of recapture that a little bit and continue that story. But I think one of the things that I realized as I was watching this was that no matter how hard a movie company tries, no matter how hard a studio tries, when you're dealing with real people and with aging people and with people who look different than they, you can't always break, you can't always have the same story break twice. You can't always have that same luck twice. And where I really realized that with this story was Bernard. Yeah. He looked horrible. He looked horrible. Now they tried to explain it away. You know, he's aging, he's on earth, all that stuff. But when I say horrible, he doesn't look horrible for a 60-year-old man or whatever he is. I don't know how old that the actor is. Now I got to look. Um, you know, for being who he is, but for who I remember him as, as, um, you know, Bernard the Elf, he, he doesn't look the same, you know? Yeah. I mean, that that was something I, I, I was, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that was one of the things that I was going to talk about. I, I enjoyed the arc that they tried to give him. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like it, he, he, he looked very tired, I think is maybe the best way that I can, I can describe it. And again, like you said, like some of that is just, yeah, 1994 was how many years ago? And I sure look different than I did in 1994. You know what's um, really sad? You know, how old, you know how old he actually is? How old? Take a guess. I mean, based on 1994, he was probably in his 20s. So he's, I mean, he probably is only like 40 some odd years old. He's only 44. But again, I, but think about like, you know. I mean, uh, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He doesn't look bad as an actor. They made him look that. They made, they made a choice to do that with him. That's crazy. 
I think that was what what got me a little bit. Is I get what they were trying to do, but like you said, that that Bernard of that 1994, and even I would argue the the sequel as well, mm-hmm. has such a distinct look to it, and then yep. to bring him into this, it just it. it I'm glad they brought him back. I yes, am. I, I, I wanted to back. know what happened with him in the Santa Claus three and why he wasn't there. So I'm glad that they told the story of what happened. Um, it, it was humorous. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of him than just the one episode, to be yeah. honest with you. And it, it's funny because in episode four, when Betty goes, I need to see him. And, you know, she's going to the witch. I'm like, oh, I know exactly who she's talking about. Because, you know, he had seen the preview of like, it would have been cooler if they would not have previewed that Bernard was going to be in it. Yeah. OK, I need to also this is the other synergy moment that witch La, La Bafana. Yeah. Uh, so that is actually an uh, interesting fact. If you listen to the Discontinued on Display podcast, we go into La Bafana. She is the Italian Christmas witch. I, I didn't know nothing about her until I looked this up for the research for the show. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, so for those of you that, uh, that have listened, sorry, you're going to get a rehash. So this is this is my new favorite Christmas character because uh, I, I love why her motivations crack me up. Um, so the story goes that the three wise men were looking for the baby Jesus, mm-hmm. came across La Bafana's house, and were like, hey, La Bafana, you want to like come see baby Jesus with us? And she's like, nah, I'm good. And so they leave. And then like, you know, two days later, she's like, man, should have gone to that. And so then (laughs) she is now frantic. Like, I want to gift baby Jesus a gift, but I don't know where to find him. So her solution is I will give gifts to every child. Ergo, Uh... one of those children will be Jesus. So she does not give gifts like Santa Claus out of your behavior of being nice or naughty. She gives it out of selfish ambition of wanting to give the baby Jesus a gift. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, that's too funny. I did enjoy um I did enjoy kind of that extra aspect. Okay, I need to pause for a second cuz here I got I, I got to rant for just a second here. Okay. I enjoyed having her. I enjoyed the element that she brought. But here's my problem. If you were going to bring in this element of Christmas, this superficial, the supernatural, it's not superficial, supernatural character why couldn't you have brought back the other council, the council of imaginary figures like that? W- that wasn't just an episode. That wasn't just, I keep saying episode. That wasn't just movie. Number three, that was movie. Number two, yeah. mother nature, father time, tooth fairy, Cupid, Easter bunny. Where were they? Why were they not part of this? Why were they not even mentioned? Right. I mean, in, 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 um, in the second movie, when she's, when he's got to go down and find, a missus, right? Mother Nature's like, well, you're like one of the best Santa Clauses there's ever been. Like, it's like they they picked and choose which elements of the first three movies they wanted to latch onto, and then completely ignored the other. While we're on that topic, where in the world were the ex-wife and Neil? Like, there was no mention of them whatsoever at all. And I get you want to tell a new story, but they were instrumental parts. Where was Lucy even? Yeah. Like any it, of that. Like you, you are right that it was a like very pick and choose and it did leave more meat on the bone for people who again are super fans of this movie series. And you're right. Like y- you want to bring in La Bafana. That's fine. Honestly, I, the thing I enjoyed about it was that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She is a Christmas witch. That is her thing. It's real. It's not just like something they made up. It's a real thing that they celebrate in Italy. But, um, yeah, 
it's like, okay, so that was such a big, big plot point in two, but yet now it's like, yeah, that council just kind of like, uh, uh, we don't know. We're not going to mention it. And you well, could, but th- there were plenty of other things though, too, like the coat, the coat having a will, the coats never had a will before. Like it's never been a living figure. Like I felt like maybe it was like the, uh, the child of, a, of a winter coat in Dr. Strange's cape or something with, a, you know, like it had this random will where it decided to leave on its own. Right. That was weird. The snow globes, the snow globes have such a lore in all three of the movies, all three of the movies specifically in number three, they t- and I know they're ignoring three, at least it seems like, but at least in number three, the idea was that every Santa Claus has their own snow globe, right? That completely got rewritten. It, it, it just, it does feel like to me, again, they completely chopped off three and there were some key moments in three that I think were really important to be able to rewrite this new story about, you know, him being the first human Santa Claus when we already had some established canon and it's frustrating that they chose not to go in that direction. I, I think part of this was like, when was two? Like what, what year did two come? Hold on. I'll pull it up. Two two was a couple years. I think it was 98. So hold on. It was uh, 2002. Yes. Was it, wait, was it two was 2002? Oh yeah, you're right. So that was eight years later. And then the escape clause was in 2006. Yeah, so 2002. So it's now been 20 years since 2002. And and this is, I think, the challenge, not just with a series like The Santa Claus. I think this is a a challenge with all of these sequels that that Disney is trying to do from 20-plus-year-ago movies, shows, whatever it is. You're dealing with different writers. You're dealing with a different audience. You're dealing with this, we have to satisfy the needs of the fans that grew up with this movie while also making it relevant for the audience that is going to consume it today. And, and so it, it obviously these are different writers and it, it very much felt like they just kind of picked and chose which elements they wanted to get into and which elements they didn't. I agree, but like, but there's like the more that I get into this with you, I the more frustrated I guess I get a little bit because like, um, uh, even the reindeer, like Comet, Comet was such an important part of the first three movies. He, he there's no like he's referenced briefly, but there's not, there's no connection. Where's Chet? Chet's not in there. Like Chet was in the original or was, I think it was in the, um, not the, not the third one. He was in the second one. Where's Chet. Right. Um, I'm actually looking at the, just, they, they got the, on, on Wikipedia here, the main cast and characters, just looking through some of this stuff. Right. Um, like falling Santa was referenced in, um, in both one, three, and then, um, uh, the Santa Claus is, but he's also known as Santa 17, which means there were 16 Santas that came before him. So I guess the more I think about this, I enjoyed the callbacks to the originals, but I also am not a fan of the creative decisions that were made to just completely disregard. And I guess now I feel how, how some star Wars fans feel about the, about the sequel trilogy. Like they're completely disregarding key elements of the first three movies. Yeah, it's it's it, uh. and in some cases trying to add some stuff in that you're like, 
I wouldn't hate this if this had been mentioned before right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't hate some of the decisions. Like to reference Star Wars, I don't hate some of the decisions that they made, but they were just like, yeah, I know this hasn't been referenced in any of the other movies, but but this now. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm curious now. Okay, let's go down a different path. Let's go down again the plot that they do have. So obviously we get introduced to this other character. Um, Simon, right? So played yes. by um, Cal Penn, um, Cal which Penn, I love Cal Penn. Which I love that Cal Penn was in. And of course, his daughter was in it as well. So you got Simon Chosky, um, who kind of represents kind of what Jeff Bezos is, right? He's he's trying to be the next Jeff Bezos, trying to take down or be the next Amazon. And, and um, he gets picked by Scott to be the next Santa Claus. What I did not see coming I don't know about you. The way they set him and his daughter up, I did not expect him to be the villain that he ended up being by number six, five and six. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like it was one of those like you kind of saw it, but then we're like, no, nah, I mean, they don't seem to be going that direction. No, and then uh, <laughs> very much it, it, uh, you know, the whole idea of his determination of every day will be Christmas. Yep. Uh, I I think was again not something that I saw coming. I thought I thought it was a good twist that I Does does he live up to your your definition of a villain though? I think what I like about him as a villain is that he has he's a he's a a deeper type of villain in that he has good intentions. Like the intentions of trying to make everyday feel like Christmas is not a bad one. But then it's just mired in the I want to be the next Jeff Bezos, which I think if you polled the world and said, uh, do you think that Jeff Bezos is a high standing individual that uh, always does the right thing? Not sure <laughs> that you would get a lot of people saying yes. <laughs> I, ju- I just wonder, and we've had this conversation so many times on this podcast, but this is just another example of it. Are we in a world now a Disney world, a world that Disney kind of creates and holds where we don't get true villains anymore. Like I just like, it's almost like every time the villains, the bad guys have to have this redemptive arc of some kind. And Um, it just non-spoiler. Did strange world have a villain? Um, you haven't seen it, so I don't want to spoil it. Um, (sighs) the fact that you're pausing says to me, no, like there's not like a, There's not, Again. there's there. I mean, there is, I don't want to spoil it. There is, but at the end of the day, it's not a Jafar. It's not a, it's not yeah. a scar. It, and so it, it, it makes sense for the movie, the way they go about it. But I just, I do think that we are in a post villain Disney world at this point. I don't, I don't see at any time soon, maybe with the return of Bob Iger, maybe we'll get some more of this. I don't know, but like where we need some try, like tried and true Disney villains. Like where, where, where have they been and why? I, I think they're too afraid to pull that trigger. And I think part of it is, and we've we've had this conversation before. You know, in the past, villains have relied on stereotypical tropes: darker skinned flamboyant gay train you know they they kind of relied on those things that were perceived to be societal ills that clearly are not but that could be maybe they're having a hard time finding a footing to try to make someone a villain without using stereotypes 
I think what gets me is something someone like Dr. Facilier, great villain. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he's a person of color, but that's because he's living in like New Orleans, like that that well that makes ev- sense. Everyone in that cast was a person of color. Exactly, so that one's exactly. a little bit different. But but I would argue feminine. He was very effeminate. True. The, the, so the one that I think breaks the mold that I think I don't know why they're not doing more of is Mother Gothel. She is an evil, selfish villain who yes, you're who right. Does not get a redemptive arc. Yep. <laughs> Very much falls to her death. Yep. Yeah, but <laughs> um, I would argue though, when you think villains, like tried and true iconic villains, she is one of the ones that does not come to mind first. You you are correct that you you do not get. She's not the one. Like when you she's in that grouping, but. Again, we're talking Disney villains. You're she's thinking, like a Hans. She's like a Hans. Yeah, a she's way. a little more overt than Hans because Hans yeah. has the like deceptive factor, yeah. whereas we know she's evil right off. She's kidnapping babies. She's evil. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> but um, but you're right. Like I mean, we're we're talking like and and the grandiose scale. Hers is a little more you know sneaky, manipulative. Like we're talking like. Ursula is, you know, grows to this large size. Jafar becomes this sorcerer and genie. Um, you know, you, you, there, there is, there's a grandiose nature of those villains. Scar, even while he's a little more manipulated, he has the grandiose nature of it all. Yeah. But it, I just, I, I, I don't know that like, that's, I'm looking at the movies coming up and I, I don't see a, a villain character in them. Well, I mean, I'll give you, so we go back to the Santa Clauses, Alfana, Alfana. Labafana? Labafana. Thank you. When, when she first, um, when we first get introduced to her, I think she could be a villain. Like, like, you know, a witch in the, in the woods. Okay. Maybe she's a villain. Maybe she's going to play a part. And she obviously ends up being good. She ends up being a help an ally to Santa Claus. I, I just, it, the, to go the route of Cal Penn and this this Simon Chosky, this Jeff Bezos type character, again, it, it it just it goes down this path that we're seeing a lot, and it's not just Disney, by the way. We see this with a lot of these movie studios. It's more about a social commentary, it seems like, about the way things are versus the way that things used to be. It, it just was really interesting to me. I don't I don't know. And again, it's, it's, I, I, I didn't hate it, but I can see what you're saying. Is like I want I want this guy to be made Santa. And it turns out that he is actually uh, hates Christmas Mm -hmm. and is here to destroy it. And we now have to like save the day. Yeah. 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 And and, like, don't even bring your, like his daughter was a grace. I think was her name. Like, like, okay, just don't bring grace and do it all. Like, like just, he's a, he's a, I don't know. Maybe it was definitely an interesting choice. And I think this is probably one of the reasons to kind of talk about kind of how this, this particular series has done. It's gotten mixed reviews. It's not great, but it's also not, um, it's also not, um, like horrible. Like, so the reviews on this, just so you, you can, uh, so our readers know, um, Rotten Tomatoes has it at an approval rating of 53% with an average rating of 5.5 out of 10 based on 19 critic reviews. Um, The consensus says the Santa Clauses is a bit ho-ho-ho-hum as a continuation of the holiday franchise, but it's hardly a lump of coal thanks to Tim Allen's spirited return as Father Christmas along with the dash of Yuletide nostalgia. Metacritic, which uses a weighted average assigned a score of 55 out of 100 based on six critics, 
indicating mixed or average reviews. And that is how I felt coming out of it. I felt eh. like the first episode was awesome. I think, I think it was really fun uh, to see Sarah all grown up. That was a cool callback. It was cool to see Eric Lloyd's character. It was cool to see Charlie and him all grown up. Right. The second episode was like, Oh, okay. Okay. They're going this way. All right. Maybe, maybe not. Then you get to the third episode and the fourth episode. Third was kind of flat for me. Uh, fourth, I felt kind of came back up because they were leading into Betty going after Bernard. Then you get to episode five, which I thought was the best. There's that penultimate episode again, yep. which seems to be the case. I thought episode five was the best in my book. It was also the shortest. It was like 23 minutes long. And But to see Bernard take him through the lore, I thought that was really well done. Um, and then episode six in my book was kind of anticlimactic. I'm not going to lie. I think that's the one downfall of... So this is also a gripe that I want to have with Disney Ooh. here. Go ahead. Vent it um, out, baby. Vent it out. For series like Andor, your Marvel series, this week-to-week thing makes sense. For a series like this, no. Nah. Because the week-to-week for a series like Andor... Yes, there is an exciting, thrilling conclusion that you want people to have to wait a week for. Yes. This is not a series no. that we are waiting on pins and needles. No. Like, it, it, it's just, it's more annoying than it is enjoyable. It, it's, people aren't going to work and going around the water cooler saying, hey, you catch the last episode of the Santa Clauses last yes. night? Bet yes. you can't wait until next week. Like, I mean, it, again, that works with WandaVision. That works with Andor because of those big blockbuster natures. This just needed to release all six episodes, yes. and I wonder if you would have felt different because why you, you had all this buildup. It's episode one, then the next week yes. is two. Okay, then all this and all this. Ooh, all right, here we go. Where is this going to go? And then it's you've waited all week. Here you go. Oh, this is what it, it is. And even flat. with some of those series like WandaVision and Andor, I've had that feeling yes. of letdown for the ending because there's been so much buildup. Yeah, I I completely agree. I, I I they could have even just split this into two, maybe done done like done like a mini series, like yes, like the good old fashioned network mini series where or split into three. You had three, you know, do them in three one hour segments or two ninety minute segments or something like that. It could or have been release a, episode one two three and one and then week four and five then six or five six yes. the next week like something like that. I I agree. And again, maybe maybe this would have just been a better a a bigger movie then i i don't know i mean we talked about the benefit of having it as a series it definitely had the production quality of a series not of a movie um i think there were choices again we've talked about the creative choices i think there were some other creative choices that didn't make sense um i, I did the, the the character of noel Eh, like I, I didn't, I didn't really get where that was going. <laughs> I liked Betty's character actually for a while. I thought Betty was actually going to be the villain. I thought, ah. I thought what was going to happen was uh, I thought Simon was going to get up there, and I thought Betty was going to take over, and that she was going to be like a rogue elf or something. That would have been a cool story. Ooh, I would have, I fun. would have enjoyed that, right? So like, I, I didn't like that choice. Um, uh, I, I did find some elements really interesting, how the elves were disappearing. And there were moments when, like when Betty disappears and you feel for that, you, especially as you get to know her, I hated what they did with ELFS. Like 
the, the character with the eye patch, like that was just yeah. annoying. That was he was just annoying to me. Like yeah. he wasn't there even was, there, funny. There were a lot of annoying characters. Yeah, like, okay, get, you, you can you can be done. <laughs> yep. And then I I am so for those of you who haven't heard, it has been renewed for a second season. So ah. have you heard that yet? I have not heard that. Yeah, so it, so it, Disney Plus got a green light, or Santa Claus has got a green light from Disney Plus. So they are going to come back for a second season. I'm excited to explore. Like, I, I don't think they made this series with the intent of having a second season. I don't, the way they wrapped it. So I yeah. am excited to explore kind of how Calvin's... Um, powers of sensing magic and sensing stuff come into being um same with um uh cassandra's power of talking to animals like what what is that going to do and does does scott continue um being santa or is he eventually going to pass this over to his kids at some point right yeah because that that seemed like the logical conclusion to me was that calvin or sandra would take it you know, I just it was interesting. And, and that was another thing that they didn't really dive into. It's like, why wait, why are we not just waiting till his kids like can yeah, take well, over this? Like, they mentioned what? it. It, it, it. It sounded like Buddy wanted to do it, but it, like he wasn't ready or something. I, I don't know. It, it it felt slow, yet it felt rushed all at the same time to me. Yeah, I, I think you know, the reviews that you said and it's exactly how I felt about it. It was mixed. It wasn't mm-hmm. bad by any means. I'm not upset no. that I watched it. It's no Mickey saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you believe it or not. I actually recommended that to somebody the other day. Oh, did you? <laughs> I only did. So I was at a work Christmas party and we were talking about Mickey's once upon a Christmas. I said, you know, there's a Mickey's twice upon a Christmas. She's like, no, I didn't know that. I'm like, so yeah. And I'm like, and there's a new one that just came out called Mickey saves Christmas. I said, but if you've got anyone over four years old, they're probably not going to enjoy it. <laughs> And she's got a couple of younger ones. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll show it to my two or three year old. I'm like, perfect age. Anyone above okay, that. Yeah. And then we got into a rant about why the, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse isn't on anymore and stuff. But um, anyway, yeah, it's no Mickey saves Christmas. But it, you know what? Here's the thing. It is now part. It will be part of my annual viewing tradition, probably to watch one, two, three and these six movies. There are these six shows like continue along because I am a. I think what I've finally realized, one of the reasons why I'm as much of a sequel junkie as I am, is I'm a completionist. I am. Okay. I'm a completionist. So when I watch a movie that has um, sequels or prequels, I've got to watch them in the order they were they were done. Um, and I have to watch them all. And I think it's one of the reasons why I get upset when TV shows and stuff get canceled without some kind of like a a conclusion i get frustrated like come on like let's complete it the right way don't don't just abandon me here you know <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I get that i get that yeah i mean i i think this i think this this does have more of the potential to have the replayability than something else I guess we'll see. I guess next year we'll be asking ourselves, did you rewatch the Santa Clauses this year? Because I mean, what will that... probably happen next year is um, we'll probably rewatch, like, or we'll watch the second season of them. That's probably what will happen. And so we'll have to watch the first season to catch up what we missed in the, you know, we got to, you know, remind ourselves. <laughs> so before we go, I do have to um, mention, did you see what Shop Disney did to coincide with the release of the Santa Clauses? I did not. They had, they don't have any more. They're all sold out. But they had limited edition Santa Claus product, not oh. like Santa Claus the character or Santa Claus the movie. They had a limited edition business card holder that ha- that had the replica of the original Santa Claus on it. 
the, okay. the actual claws. They had a replica um, um, snow globe ornament from the original movie. Nice. And my favorite of all, which sold, I wanted to get them, but I didn't get them in time. They had the SC pajamas from the original, the original <laughs> movie. Yes. So they leaned into this one. They leaned into it a little bit and I'm proud of them for leaning into them. I think, I think Hocus Pocus taught them something. I do. I think, I think that there is some nostalgia of these early nineties type stuff. I think it's the same reason why they're leaning into the Disney afternoon, the dark queen duck, the, the tailspin. There's some nostalgia there. Well, there's nostalgia and guess what? We have money now. We can buy things. <laughs> we can, ha- we have we, money. We can, we can buy, buy things, <laughs> <laughs> which is evidenced by my entire Disney room upstairs. That is, geez. Oh man. The amount of money I spent on that spent on that room. Yeah. I, 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 I speaking of being a completionist, I will be collecting my 12th and final metal key of the, uh, the Mickey main attraction collection on Wednesday. It comes out. Um, I'm going to have to have Nate drive at the nine o'clock hour. Cause I've got to on the line when it comes out. And then I don't know if you saw the new platinum collection has debuted for the Disney 100th anniversary. Have you seen that? Yes. They have got um, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff coming, um, which I, I'm not surprised at. I mean, 100 years, I, I knew they were going to go and go nutso with it. Um, I really love the pennant pillows. Those are my favorite. Yeah, the pennant pillows. What are you talking about? I don't know what oh, those are, I, actually. I, uh, I, I must be talking about something different than you, but, uh, yeah, they, the, uh, I'm looking at, sorry, this is the Disney park stuff. Um, yeah, they have little pennant pillows that are really, really great. I haven't, how have I not seen these? Yeah. Oh my. Whoa. That's awesome. I just typed in pennant pillow. Oh my God. Those are really cool. I've not seen those before. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Um, See, I'm always on shop Disney, but like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how I miss those, but I don't always just go to the park stuff. Sometimes I'll just scroll through, but the, 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 the platinum stuff looks really cool. I like the, the, yeah. like the platinum dipped, whatever. I thought that's really neat. And they're leaning into Oswald a little bit more too, which that's, is really That's exciting. another one. That's like, why are you not leaning into this character? People will absolutely buy him. <laughs> well, I think they finally are because like, I'm looking right now, they've got some, 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 like I bought, they got, they got a new mug. I haven't bought a mug since I worked at the Disney store almost three years ago. So this was like, the I first haven't either. Mug I bought. This was the first <laughs> mug I bought. I, I was, I was like, Nate, I know you're going to kill me, but I got to get this mug. It's Oswald. Anytime I find anything Oswald, I, I, I do it. I, I'm actually, the only thing I have not done yet is bought like the more expensive, like the Glickley's or the, um, like the big giant signs, but I'm hoping they lean into him a little bit more kind of like they did orange bird these last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're finding that that you have the desire for merchandise and mm-hmm. you don't have to go nuts with it. Just like, I mean, like like the Santa Claus things, three things you don't again, you don't need to go nuts. We don't need action figures and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Just just, you know, keep, keep it, simple. it simple. Keep it simple. So, Matt, as we kind of wrap up closing time, closing time for the year, Woo. Um, you know, I, I got to say. 2022 has been a has been a great year been a great year for for the podcast so thank you to to everyone out there who is who gives us an hour of your time every week and for sharing and 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 just allowing us to be part of your lives you know um 
this is kind of just a passion. Like it's, it's, we don't make money off of it. We do it just because we enjoy to do it. Matt, you got that beautiful beers and ears sign behind you that you yeah, got for Christmas, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm thankful that I get to do this. I'm thankful that I get to stay in contact with you, even though we're not, we don't work together anymore. This is, this is like something I look forward to every week. It's a, a, a chance for me to nerd out with you and with a bunch of people who, even though I don't know you, I feel like I know y'all out there, you know? Oh, yeah, and, and absolutely. If you ever see us somewhere, please come up and talk to us. <laughs> yes. We, we, we love to nerd out. We love to um, nerd out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Like echoing what you said, like this is, this is a fun part of the week that recording something, getting to talk about Disney and um, it, it's just fun. Like this is a, a fun thing this, that, that we get to do. And the fact that anyone's listening is, is amazing. Yeah. And the, it, it, it still boggles my mind when I look at the analytics of, of episodes <laughs> of where episodes are downloaded. It's like, holy cow, we have listeners that are downloading our episodes in like 20 some odd states. Yeah. And uh, I think like 10 plus countries now. Like it, yep. it's it's like, holy cow. Like, so it really just, is. that's cool. That's cool. So thank you all. Um, happy holidays to you all. And happy new year. Um, we've got fun stuff brewing in, in case talking about our new episodes and I'm, I'm sure we'll come up with other off the wall ideas here. We're excited. And, and, and 2023 is a fabulous year to consider, you know, if you haven't taken a trip to the parks recently, it's a great year to do it. They've got all kinds of new stuff going on. Uh, Tron light cycle run is set to open up. I believe March 1st is the unofficial start date. I haven't heard the official launch date, but it's going to be March most likely. So, you know, Tron light cycle run, um, uh, they're redoing again, splash mountain to, you know, Tiana's Bayou adventure that's coming around. Um, and if you haven't seen the news yet, um, Universal Studios Hollywood has uh, Super Mario World opening up on February 17th, which is yeah. crazy. Um, I know I say it a lot on this podcast, and I'm not going to actually go into full advertising mode here because it can be annoying. But if you are looking to travel, like you listen to me and Matt for a reason, you trust us, hopefully. L- let me help you plan. Um, I've been out to Hollywood. I've been out to L.A. I've been out to Disneyland. Obviously, I've been to Walt Disney World. I know what I'm doing there. Um, But even beyond just Disney travel, if you're looking to travel at all for 2023, let me help you out. Um, I'm right now looking at an all-inclusive for someone down in Mexico again. Um, Just got done booking someone in Brussels. I got got done booking someone. I know, right? Um, I actually got a a family down in in Walt Disney World right now doing the holiday thing. So if there's these things that you want to do, I would love to help you do that. So... Uh, let's talk about how you can get a hold of us. Obviously, sorcererNetwork.com is a great resource for every single one of our web, uh, all, every single one of our episodes, every single one of Matt's discontinued on display episodes. Um, you can also be doing find some maintenance us. on the site over the holiday. I've yeah. got, I've got what I kind of want to do with it. Um, I've got some good ideas, and my my sports writing has helped get me some ideas of how to set it up. Good. So uh, I'm. I'm 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 looking forward to making some more content on that site. So yeah, sorcererNetwork.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. Become a member of our uh, community. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears nineteen twenty eight. I don't know if we have any intentions of getting onto Mastodon or anything anytime soon, but uh, probably not. Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, Twitter is still there. I don't know for how long, but it's at least there for the time being. Um, so find us there. Uh, email us beersandears1928 at gmail.com 
or if you want to email directly about travel, Casey Woolley at MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com works just the same as well. Um, so yeah, um, Matt, not only is it the end of the show, but it's the end of the year for us. Yes, let's raise our glasses to the new year. Got my, got my glass raised here. Middle school bands. <laughs> oh boy, I've got my 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 fifty cent Target cup right here, which is yeah! actually turned out to be really nice awesome. Yeah, right. For fifty um, cents, you can't beat that. It's insane. Exactly. They're plastic, and if one gets chewed up by a dog, can't say that actually happened here or not. If one gets chewed up by a dog, it's only fifty cents. It's not you the end of the world. <laughs> um, um, but we will be back. Um, uh, uh, we record January 7th that first episode back Matt <laughs> I gotta say this Matt and I were trying to figure out what do we need to do I'll go ahead and spoil this one um, we haven't like it, it's literally been since May since we've done a Star Wars episode I don't know what we were thinking but we are actually going to come back with The Last Jedi on, on January um, uh, 11th so uh, yeah that we'll be back for that and we've got all kinds of fun stuff planned for next year so let's raise our glasses Matt this episode has been on us. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We will see you again next year, everybody. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. 